0: Welcome to Nairobi Chapel, Mbakasi. We grow deep to reach wide. And so the message I'm going to be sharing today is titled, What is the state of your heart? Amen. And I know that God is going to bless us. We're going to read from the book of Mark chapter 4, verse 1 to 20. Mark chapter 4, verse 1 to 20. It's a common text known as the Parable of the Sower. Are we there? When you get there, you say Amen. 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 Ah, good. Okay, I'm one preacher who loves talking. <laughs> yeah, I love talking with the congregants. Please, uh, let's let's talk. Okay. Okay, I'll read. Again, Jesus began to teach by the lake. The crowd that gathered around him was so large that he got into a boat and sat in it out on the lake, while all the people were along the shore at the water's edge. He taught them many things by parables, and in his teaching said, listen, a farmer went out to sow his seed. As he was scattering the seed, he fell along the path, and the birds came and ate it up. Some some fell on rocky places where it did not have much soil. It sprang up quickly because the soil was shallow. But when the sun came up, the plants were scorched, and they withered because they had no root. Other seed fell among thorns, which grew up and choked the plants, so that they did not bear grain. Still other seed fell on good soil. It came up, grew, and produced a crop, multiplying thirty, sixty, or even a hundred times. Then Jesus said, He who has ears to hear, let him hear. When he was alone, the twelve and others around him asked him about the parables. He told them, The secret of the kingdom of God has been given to you, but to those on the outside everything is said in parables, so that they may be be ever seeing but never perceiving, and ever hearing but never understanding, otherwise they might turn and be forgiven. Then Jesus said to them, uh, Don't you understand this parable? How then will you understand any parable? The farmer sows the word. Some people are like seeds along the path where the word is sown. As soon as they hear it, Satan comes and takes away the word that was sown in them. Others like seeds sown on rocky places, hear the word and at once receive it with joy. But since they they have no root, they last only a short time. When trouble or persecution comes because of the word, they quickly fall away. Still others, like seed sown among thorns, hear the word, but the worries of this life, the deceitfulness of wealth, and the desires for other things come in and choke the word, making it unfruitful. Others, like seed sown on good soil, hear the word, accept it, and produce a crop. 30, 60, or even 100 times what was sown. Amen. Yeah, some of us could be asking, how is this parable related with Jesus, right? In the book of John 1.1, what does it say? So basically, the word is Jesus incarnate. And so I want us to think about how is my relationship with Christ. We are now in the month of December by the grace of God, and now preparation for Christmas are already here with us already thinking where will I spend uh, my holidays, shopping, maybe running around, you know, preparing for this. And I don't know how many of us um, are so much caught up in all these preparations, but we are not keen on the person who is the reason behind Christmas. And so I want us to bring us back to that particular personality, whose name is Jesus Christ. So, in this parable that we have read, um, Jesus gave this parable about the four different soils. There is one that fell along the, the path. As the birds came, took the seed, it went. Others grew in thorns. And Jesus explains it that um, because of warnings yeah, the seed grows, but because of the thorns, it is choked or choked and it doesn't grow or bear fruit. The other one is stony ground where it grew, yes, but because it didn't have roots. Um, it didn't last long because it didn't have those big roots. Then there was that good soil where the uh, the seed grew and it gave roots, that is 60 and 100 times. So I want us to discuss about these different types of soils. And here the soil represents your heart. The father came and he sent Jesus Christ, just as the farmer went and sowed the seed. So the farmer in the parable represents God the Father, the Word represents Jesus, and the different types of soil represents our hearts. So I want us to think about how, what is really the state of my heart? Because now the Father has already sent Jesus to us, the Word has been brought to us, every single Sunday we preached unto this word of God. But now, what is the state of your heart in response to Jesus Christ? Amen? And so I want us to discuss about these uh, different types of soil. So the first one is about um, the seed that fell along the path. And we know that Satan came and took away the seed. When you think about a path, what comes to your mind? The path is Heart. So basically, this type of heart is a hard, is a hardened heart. And anything that is dropped on that path, I don't think this path gives so much attention to what is placed on it. Like the wind, you can drop a piece of paper or a leaf can fall on it. The wind just comes and blows it away. It doesn't really care about what is placed on that path. So some of us our hearts are like that, they are so hardened towards Jesus Christ, like every single Sunday you will come to church, the word is preached to you, you know very well that, uh, okay, you have a knowledge about God that this and this and this and this I should not do, I should come to church, which you do, I try to do good work, which is very good, but if you bring to the attention that you actually need to have a relationship with this Jesus, now you start having an issue with him. A good example is my dad. That was a very good man. Actually, he was a chairman, uh, my fellowship in church. He was a very good man. But tell him about salvation. He would say, then you take it away from, from me. And so, good works are good. It's okay to come to church. It's okay to listen to God's word. But what are you giving attention or how do you value the things of God in your life? Do you really have that relationship with this man we are calling Jesus Christ? Christmas is coming and you are going to be celebrating, but do you really have a relationship with this man called Jesus Christ? How many birthdays do you go to, maybe a friend of yours, a friend of a friend of a friend, invited you to come and celebrate a birthday of a child that you don't even know? How much do you value that child or that party? You just go because you were invited. So this Christmas, we are actually remembering the birth of Jesus Christ. And for you to really value the reason behind this Christmas, you actually need to have a relationship with this Jesus Christ. So that is heart number one. How is your heart responding to this child or this God that was sent to us? Is your heart hardened like that path? That it is so, you don't really value the things of God. You know about them, you know, you know you've been here in this the whole year, but how is it taking root in your heart? Are we together in that? that okay. The second type of soil uh, is seed sown on rocky places. These people, they hear the word and at once receive it with joy. But since they have no root, they last only a short time. When trouble or persecution comes because of the word, they quickly fall away. They quickly fall away. So as I was meditating about this, um, by the grace of God visited, I have such a family. <laughs> That's a something I'm doing. <laughs> yeah. So outside our, uh, our house is a very big uh, piece of land. I my mom, and mom, why don't you just give me this place? I can make good use of it. And th- uh, these parts, dogs will come, or birds, or anything. So to take them away. What do you do? Take rocks them. You throw out the dogs that they can. They can go away, or okay, to the compound. So now that Jim has decided to start farming on this piece of land, I can tell you there are so many stones on that particular piece of land. And some places it's so hard to farm. Like I really have to put a lot of pressure as I try to remove these rocks or stones that like I can create a good environment for them. Crops that I have planted can grow. And as I was digging all this, I was asking myself, if. A jambe can is so difficult for it to go, you know, to dig. How much more are roots That is so delicate, you know, how can it really penetrate this kind of soil? And so I thought about this uh, type of soil, the rocky soil, in relation to our hearts. And the rocks in this particular structure, it represents um, I call them the setting seeds. You know, like in these last days, or in this generation that we are living in, there are so many gray areas. How far is too far? You know, yeah, the Bible says this, but in these days that we are living in, we can't really follow the Bible. So you are told, uh, you can't church our dispute. Then you go back home or to the office or somewhere, and a situation presents itself that is somehow challenging the word that, you are pushed to understand. What do you find yourself doing? You start rationalizing. It's never that serious. Yeah, this was nothing. Friends, you know all these things. And with time, you'll find that this word does not bear fruit in your life. It is so clearly written in the Word of God. One, two, three is wrong. But then you make a confession, and now you are starting to rationalize. These are the rocks. These are the rocky soils that are in our lives. Another issue is unforgiveness. We know very soon, as in very well that people have seen, you have to forgive, you have to do this, you have to do this. But then we go back and start rationalizing. So these are the rocks that Jesus is asking us today. Are we willing to let go of them? Because if we keep them in our hearts, God's word will never have, will not bear fruits in our life. Will we just be hearing God's word. The one who just like like the We have read the. <laughs> it, it doesn't have fruit, so it, uh, it doesn't bear fruit because it does not go deep. So these rocks, are we willing to get rid of them? Are we really willing to allow this Jesus to come in? hard rules in our lives. Sometimes it's not an easy thing, I know mean it's not easy, because there are things that you have, um, what do I say, you have points as to why I should hold on to this issue, maybe in the issue of unforgiveness, like this guy or this lady did this, to be, I can't forgive. And you have points as to why I can't, I have to hold on. This situation, if I don't do really, this, things will not go well. So you have to have um, a choice to make. Am I really going to follow God's word or am I going to continue rationalizing and allowing these rocks to continue building up into my heart? And the Bible says that if you don't have, don't remove those roots, then that word will not bear fruit in your life. Are we together? Okay. Then Something interesting I read in the book of Romans, chapter 8, 7 to 8. It says that the sinful mind is hostile to God. It does not submit to God's law, nor can it do so. Those controlled by the sinful nature cannot please God. You know, I was just reading the word, and I'm like, you know, I can actually be hostile to God. Just like that environment for my crop is hostile for them to grow in that soil. It is still possible as a human being to be very hostile to, to God. And so the thought of me, for me it really scares me. If God is trying to reach to me but I am so toxic, he can't actually have come and have roots in my life, that's not a situation I would want to be in. And I want to believe you also not want to be in that kind of a situation. So it's after us today, are we willing to let go of those specific things or those rocks that are in our lives? I do not. Again, um, I, I don't know that. There are times we find ourselves in some kind of addictions or things that we have really tried to stop, but for some reason, it's just not going away. But if you continue praying about it, our God is a powerful God. You know, he looks at the state of your heart. Are you remorseful about this thing that has somehow bound you, or have you become comfortable with it and just moving on with life? You have to continue praying and trusting God to you, set you free out of it. And I know today we will pray about it again. And I know that our God is able to deliver you out of it, because He can see your heart. You're willing to let go of those ropes. That are hindering his word from bearing fruits in your life. The other type of soil is seed that was sown among thorns, hear the word, but the worries of this life, the deceitfulness of wealth, and the desire for other things come in and choke the word, making it unfruitful. So, this is a, a heart that. The word of God has been preached to you. You know very well what God has spoken to you about that particular situation or what he has said in the word of God. A good example is Abraham. Abraham, God told him that he was going to have a son. And Abraham, in the book of Romans 14 verse 19, chapter 4 verse 19, it says, And not being weak in faith, he did not consider his own body already dead since he was about a hundred years old and the deadness of Sarah's womb. He did not waver at the promise of God through unbelief but was strengthened in faith, giving glory to God and being fully convinced that what he had promised he was able to perform. So Abraham would look at himself, look at his wife and everything is speaking negative about the promise that God gave to him. But the Bible says that Abraham did not waver. And as he was waiting for he waited for 25 years until this promise was fulfilled, the Bible says that he was glorifying God. How many times do we God has spoken about something? know he has given us all these promises in the Bible or maybe you have afraid about a situation and God has told you this is what is going to happen. But then things on the ground again are different. And now you start worrying. You start concentrating on the issue that is, uh, you're magnifying the issue or the problem and you take away your attention from the word that God spoke to you. And something that really struck me about Abraham is that for the 25 years, he was glorifying god more often than not uh we pray maybe for two three days without complaining. i don't think this god loves me anymore i don't think this god listens to you. you know god if you don't do this i will not serve you again you don't see this kind of in fact abraham saying this kind of thing for the 25 years he was glorifying god Yes, I am as good as dead. My wife is as good as dead. But because God has said, I am fully convinced that you are going to do this. And the Bible says that God is not man to lie. Whatever He has said, He will surely bring it to pass. And so this is a call to us, as again Jesus has been presented to us, to have that faith and trust in you. He is not a, a, a human being like us. He is God, and if He has said He will do it, He will surely do it. And so, when you start having these worries, you start having doubts, and all these things, you quickly forget the word that God spoke to you. And now, when you start having anxieties, some of the people not here, they run to Waganda to go get help from other people, and you find yourself, you've already lost the heart. But if you remain focused on Jesus, like Abraham, he was fully God, he is not halfway, fully. This God has said it, he will do it. So can we have this kind of trust and faith in God? And if you do that, then we are going to be like these guys who have the heart that is good, the fertile soil. So getting rid of that hardness, getting rid of those soils, and now fully trusting in God. I can tell us that sometimes when God speaks a word it is usually tested. It is tested. How much do you really trust in this word? And there are many things that many people in the Bible, they are given a promise, and then you find the situation is almost different. But in the end, God surely came through. He came and showed himself, proved himself to be true. Let every man be a liar, but God is going to be Now, having said that, I know that we can go through seasons, tough seasons, that can shake your faith. Yeah, it's not that you don't love God; you do. But then, a situation comes in your life, and it really shakes. It shakes your faith. I went through a crisis personally. Even as I'm speaking to I did go through a crisis. And this was the time that my dad was diagnosed with Kaiser. And I prayed. It was a season I prayed for that time. I prayed that God would kill my dad. For one and a half years, I prayed. I fasted everything that somebody's supposed to do. I did. But that didn't get me. And that, as I say, shook me. It shook my faith in God. I was busy with you. Did it, you, did it. you don't please this. God is able. God, God heals. God does what what what. Now I was the one who and that person. And so it was a season that I would say that I was really stretched. My feet were stretched to some extent. There was a time I told God, I don't think um, you are you are really faithful as you say you are in your word, but He kind I of walked with me along that season. And in one of the conversations that I had with God, because so I was a daddy's dad, and that was like everything to me. So now he's gone. And I asked God a question how am I supposed to continue my life without this man in my life? And as I was in that situation, God brought a vision to me. And in it was a river and on top of the river was a leaf. So I could see this river was flowing, and I could see the leaf was actually cooperating with the river. The river river is flowing, I see the leaf is also flowing along. And I could see how this leaf seems to really trust this river to take it wherever. Like, I have fully trusted this river. It can take me wherever it wants to take me, I have fully surrendered my life to it. And God told me again, let me be the river of your life. You give me peace. There are times that you can pray, and things don't turn out the way he wants them to turn out. Do you fully trust God? As He has written in His word that the plans he has for you, they are for good. Can you fully trust in God that if things don't go the way I expect them to go? I know he has a good plan for me. I know he has a reason why this has happened. Are you willing to surrender yourself like that leaf? The witch has surrendered itself on that river. Are you willing to allow God to be that river in your life? It is not an easy journey. For me, that's what I I didn't have an option. I had to first and it has been a wonderful journey this time. The fact that I'm standing here, again, has a second, the hand of God, just listening to him, guiding me, and I go as he's directing me to do. And this is the kind of relationship that God wants us to have with John 15 represents these people who have the good soil, people who have abide through Christ. He has said that, I am the, I am the vine, you are the branches. And apart from me, you cannot bear it. This 30, 60, 100, you can only bear it if only you abide yourself to Christ. No other way, if only when you abide yourself to Christ. And so as I was talking about these different soils, these different types of hearts, I don't know what um, what is the state of your heart. Join us every Sunday from 11am to 12:30pm at Trubani House on Shreeji Road off Airport North Road